Are we done? Was that the end of the podcast? Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we like to watch movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. Am I in this? And that's Bryce. And so we, uh, we've we got a little bit of an unusual recording scenario here. I think we mentioned in our previous episode that uh, this is travel season for the Let's Rewatch group. Um, I'm currently in Scotland at the Edinburgh Film Festival. And uh, Ash is still in California, but is a- about to embark on a, uh, a worldwide uh, documentary shoot. Bryce is about to get on the road. So... Just a little bit of a warning if there's uh, some some weird uh, issues in our conversation. It's because of a delay over Google Hangouts because I'm <laughs> sitting on a bed in a hotel in Edinburgh right now uh, conducting this uh, this recording. Yeah, where, where usually the weirdness in our podcast just comes from Nick. It could be from anyone. <laughs> yeah, my flaky memory and weird comments. Your obsession with dildos. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm having a good time here at the the Edinburgh Film Festival, and I think this is going to give us some some interesting things to talk about in the future. I think we'll have a few episodes coming up that that link directly to some things that I've seen here. Probably not good to talk about them now. We'll talk about them as they roll around. But yeah, I wanted to mention one thing. I saw a really interesting movie uh, called Library Suicides. And I would bet that a lot of listeners of this show are fans of Euros Lynn without even knowing it. Euros Lynn, I think, is probably the best TV director out there now. He's directed uh, Sherlock, uh, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Broadchurch, uh, the new Daredevil series. I was going to say Suicide Library sounds like a Doctor Who episode. You're thinking Silence in the Library, which was a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> yeah, but this this movie felt a lot like an episode of Broadchurch, really. It was a Welsh film, and uh, the star is Katrine Stewart, who, was, who plays Ginny on Doctor Who, who's mm. one of the Doctor Who companions that I'm completely in love with. Um, and she actually plays twins in the movie. So yeah, I wanted to recommend that. It's called Library Suicides. It's it's a Welsh movie, so it's all in Welsh, but definitely worth checking out if you're a, a, a fan of Euros Lynn without knowing it, or if you're a fan of Welsh, because it's an adorable <laughs> that's, language. That's funny. The, the Welsh stuff never comes up in my day-to-day, but I was just having a, a, a web chat with a Welsh person yesterday on the Twitch stream I was on. And they were freaking out because they were like, Welsh black uh, black beef is the best beef. Uh, so if you get a chance, if you get a chance, it's like black cattle beef or something. Like the cows that have black fur? Yeah, but it's like, it's a thing. Like there's an international like Welsh black cattle appreciation society or some shit. Like it's, a, it's, it's apparently pretty good. Hey, we appreciate you, black cows. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, we were like, what about Kobe beef? And then they got like super offended. Oh. So, uh, yeah. My favorite thing about the Welsh language, somebody told me this, the word in Welsh for an oven is popti. And so when the microwave oven was invented, they called it popti ping. (laughs) 
So that's the name of microwave in in Welsh. Wow. It's adorable. So yeah, um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about some more stuff that went down at the uh, Edinburgh Film Festival as we talk about some movies we'll be doing in in future future episodes. Uh, but this time around, we're talking about something completely different. Uh, we're talking about Last Starfighter from 1984, which uh, I think is is actually one of Bryce's favorite movies or something that he enjoyed a lot in his youth. Yes. I don't know if you want to jump in here, Bryce. He's nodding. It was good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bryce loved it. Um when I think about Last Starfighter, I think about this is a period in time when video games were just starting to appear and get some some interest. And so they started making these movies about video games. In fact, I was surprised to find when I was doing a little research, this movie came out on July 13, 1984, which was strangely the same day that Cloak and Dagger was released, which was another 80s movie about video games. Video games come to life. Um, so that must have been a really weird weekend in the movie theater. Like you could have gone to see Last Starfighter or Cloak and Dagger. And and if you were going to that movie theater, you might have also been choosing Ghostbusters, Purple Rain, or Red Dawn. The original Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah, 1984. Wow. Purple huh. Rain. And Ghostbusters came out at the same time? Uh, they were in theaters around the same time, yeah. Wow. You know, June, July. Crazy. Yeah. Why? Which why would you have chosen? Do you think Purple Rain is newer than 84? No, I would think that it was older. Just from, yeah. I've never seen it, but just from watching the trailer, like, it looks horrifically dated in comparison <laughs> to Ghostbusters. You know, Ghostbusters looks dated too, mm. but it looked pretty pretty dated well you might want to buckle up for the movie we're about to see when you start uh -oh. talking about things being <laughs> oh, <no>. dated <laughs> i mean granted it's been a while but yeah i w one of the other big interesting things about this movie is it's often cited as the first movie that used all cg uh visual effects really Ooh. uh That's let me gonna say look great is that are you sure about that I'm not 100% sure, and I, I don't know how you quantify that. Um, well, I just always thought I mean, Tron was credited as the first movie with full CG effects. Is, well, is Tron the, CG? There are parts of it, yes. Maybe the claim here is that all of the visual effects in this movie are CG. All CG. Now I'm just thinking this is going to be like something that was filmed in, in someone's garage, and then they're like, yeah, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Well, I'm, what I'm afraid of is that we're going to see some very dated CG stuff. I mean, if this is the first full CG movie, it's going to be rough. I'm sure there is going to be rough. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty. It's going to be lots of, lots of grid lines. Yeah. That's what CG stands for, crappy graphics. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I saw said something like, there are explosion effects and, of course, makeup effects, but everything else Ooh, is CG. There's explosions. So we'll yeah, they didn't do CG explosions. How can they say it's all CG? Yeah, I, that's a good question. I, I've heard that said of this movie many times, and I just I don't know what what the threshold is there. Cause I thought it's like how they keep counting movie opening weekend stuff as, you know, it used to be Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. And oh, now yeah. it's now Thursday it's like, night, all of Friday. And now it's like Thursday early. Yeah. <laughs> Even Wednesday. 
Like I saw Star Wars on a Wednesday night when it came out. Yeah. Meant to be a Friday release. And they count those numbers towards the opening weekend and it's like, is it the biggest opening (laughs) ever or did you just make the weekend like five days? Yeah, that's ridiculous. So let's talk a little bit about the uh the creative people behind this movie and and i don't think we're going to recognize a lot of names here um but there's a, a few <laughs> that's interesting a good sign of a movie <laughs> yeah uh the director here is a guy named nick castle nick castle jr he doesn't even get a full castle he just gets a junior castle he's the cousin of the punisher <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was thinking brett yeah so a few uh Interesting little connections to some things we've talked about recently. Uh, Nick Castle directed an episode of Amazing Stories, which we talked mm-hmm. a lot about when we talked about uh, Batteries Not Included. He did a few fairly well-known movies that aren't huge. He did Tap in 1989, which was a, a Gregory Hines dance movie. He did Dennis the Menace and Major Pain. Um, so not huge movies, but somewhat recognizable. I remember Major Pain. I don't know if that one should ever be on the podcast, but I remember it. <laughs> and uh, he he was screenwriter on a few movies uh, where he was uh, kind of the, the writer who worked with the main guy. For example, he wrote the screenplay for Escape from New York and Escape from L.A., uh, clearly working with John Carpenter to write those scripts. Um, but also, he was one of the screenwriters on Hook, which is an episode we did very recently. So maybe we'll see some of the focus and whimsy that we enjoyed in Hook in this. Only if Dustin Hoffman's in it. Well, I can't help you there. Dustin Hoffman is not in this film. Um, (laughs) Are you sure? Pretty sure. Um, Our main star is a guy named Lance Guest, um, who you probably only would have seen in Jaws the Revenge. Or um, some TV stuff. He's been on Jericho, House, and Didn't Jaws already fuck a lot of shit up? I mean, does he need a revenge? Well, they blew him up at the end. Yeah. Hey, then... I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> they didn't blow <laughs> well... him up at the end. I think it's like there's some other shark that comes and fucks with uh, Roy <laughs> Scheider's family or something. You're what? totally <laughs> selling this. Because like, there's all... a knock at the door and you're like, oh my God, who is it? <laughs> Land The shark's shark. like... The shark's like, Jaws was my brother, bitch. Yeah, I haven't seen all those in a while, so maybe? Um, So yeah, Lance Guest and Robert Preston, I think, is a little more well-known, but out of our age range. He he did a lot of uh, stuff a a long time ago. Music Man, Victor Victoria, How the West Was Won. Um, So at the time, I think it was interesting to see Robert Preston on screen because people would have known him in 1985 or 1984. But yeah, I think for people in our age group, he's just some old guy. (laughs) But but I I seem to remember him being really good as kind of the the wise teacher sort of guy. So yeah, not a lot of recognizable cast or, or... director writers here but i i still remember this movie very fondly i i remember enjoying this a lot and and we know bryce really likes it who who has who has seen this movie aside from bryce and me (laughs) i think sam's the one who who suggested it uh yeah about (laughs) that so i thought i was suggesting the movie that brett wanted to watch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with, oh no! Oh no! With um, 
with the danger Will Robinson line? Lost oh. in space would be the movie. Yeah. That you're yeah. To. Well, <laughs> this movie was actually suggested by Tack Van Sickle on Twitter. So thank you, Tack, for that suggestion. Maybe, maybe, thank you. We'll find out. <laughs> you know, mix up or not, I feel like this movie very much fits the mold of, of what we're trying to do here. Um, even more yeah. so than I think Lost in Space would. Because Lost in Space feels much newer to me, even though it's probably circling 20 years old at this point. Yeah, I Pretty was close. a child when I saw it. So yeah. I, th- I think it was 97. But this one feels like that sort of Spielberg era that that we've been kind of dancing in lately you know that i don't know that that mid 80s focus of our youth if i ever so I have a it's, band it's very appropriate i really want to name one of our albums dancing in spielberg <laughs> i thought you were gonna say focus on our youth no yeah me too which that'll be the band name focus in our youth dancing in spielberg the album <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this so came out in 1984. I wasn't even alive. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. I was the only person in existence. Yeah. Wait a minute, Bryce, <laughs> you weren't around when this no. movie came out? It's a near miss, 85. He might have been wow. conceived. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> near miss. <laughs> it's like, ooh, near miss. <laughs> wow. So, Brett, have you seen this? You know, I I thought maybe I had, but looking at the poster, I I am entirely unfamiliar with this. Interesting. Uh, yeah, this is. I don't know how. I mean, I knew the name, but this is just entirely new to me. Uh, so I, it, the poster looks pretty cool. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that they did whatever they did there for in the whole movie or else this is going to be just a real shitty movie because there's a poster that looks awesome and then like a screen cap from the film of this dude just standing mouth agape just does does the poster look cool going on. i i would like to point out that the tagline for the movie is he didn't find his dreams his dreams found him which does not bode well in my opinion that sounds amazing <laughs> I'm so excited. It, it sounds like something that the Sphinx from uh, Mystery Men would say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does. I'm you glad I'm not the only one. Unless your dreams find you. I'm glad I'm not the only one, Brett, because I didn't even know this movie existed until Tack suggested it on Twitter. So I didn't know either. That's weird, because no- this is I've definitely never heard one of, of those core 80s movies. I put this uh, up I'd, there with Goonies and Flight of the Navigator and all that stuff. Now, yeah. judging a book by its cover, this poster looks a shit ton better than the Tron poster. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. On the, the subject of this movie being well heard of, I suggested it to all my coworkers, and they're all really excited. They're like, yeah, the last Starfighter. So. Oh, you remind me, because... Uh, on a recent episode, we were giving ass shit for talking to the uh, the person at Whole Foods about her podcast. Uh, it was Trader Joe's. Thank Trader you very Joe's, much. Yeah. Ah, the cheap version of Whole Foods. <laughs> I was just at the Apple Store buying a microphone for my hotel recording here, talking to the Apple Store guy about the podcast. See? And it was <laughs> very hipster. But what was interesting, I told him the idea of the podcast, and he says, oh, that's really interesting. Recently, I just watched, 
And I, of course, I'm kind of like, okay, where is this going to go? And he says, Princess Bride. I'm like, oh. oh, interesting. Because this has always been precious to us. Like, of course, Princess Bride is a masterpiece. And right. he's yeah. saying, he's saying like, yeah, it didn't really live up to what I <gasps> remembered. It wasn't that great. It was he's really predictable. Oh. Take it <laughs> well, back, Apple Store Of course Star it's Boy. fucking it predictable. You've seen the movie. You've seen it before. <laughs> but also, of course, I, it's predictable. I think that movie also plays in um, archetypes of a certain type of storytelling, so that I wouldn't say predictable is is a bad thing for that movie. Well, and I think you it's, made this point before that it's also a movie that I think other people have heavily borrowed from time and time again. Yeah, and and it's. Themes that are used many times in many other stories. Fuck you, yeah. Apple Store genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so smart so after the, all. The very... Yeah, from all of us here at Let's Rewatch. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I will well, watch that I movie and fight you. I did tell him the, the name of the show. There is a slim chance he might look up the show oh, and shit. listen to this. Oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> thanks for your interest so and patronage. We appreciate Leave us a you. terrible review. Hey, he was really helpful in helping me find a microphone for this recording. Uh-huh. So. Backpedaling to Princess Bride, the okay. awesome Marshall Vandruff did point out that there are some things in Princess Bride that would normally not work in a movie, but because the grandpa in the beginning... Mm. says that like he sets it up that way yeah that it works perfectly and flawlessly oh yeah so it's such a fantastic structure to tell the story i mean it is a storybook story yeah and it's really cool because it walks the line of genres like it's it doesn't fall into into any one specific genre that's true it's a comedy and a love story and fantasy god this podcast is in love with princess bride it's Maybe it's we fu- should it's my do it. favorite. Maybe we should. No. We should find somebody know. who has never seen it. Yeah. <gasps> that that would, would be I'd interesting. Buy in for that. But then they might say I'm the just, same thing, that it's predictable. And it's like, well, yeah, because you've seen this in other films and those films stole from this movie. And we so can we destroy find... our friendship with that person. Yeah, I was seriously. just going to say that. We have to find somebody that has never seen it and that we're okay not being friends yeah. with yeah. afterwards. <laughs> Hey, Apple Store guy. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just think it would be fun watching that movie with you guys and talking about it. But I can't imagine any of us having a bad thing to say about it. I even love the fact that you can tell that it's a dude in a rat suit. I fucking love that so much. <laughs> Not just any dude. It was the dude. Yeah, the dude. That they had to bail out of jail because he was the oh, only guy yeah, that yeah, could yeah. play the R.O.U.S. Yeah. But yeah, we're... Uh, we're not talking about Princess Bride. We're talking about Last Starfighter. And, you know, so I think an interesting thing, God, I always say that. That's my crutch. An interesting thing. But um, why don't you say what the audience thinks? Here's another uh, uninteresting factoid. <laughs> oh, Brett. <laughs> you know, Brett, Rude. if you don't want me here, I can leave. <laughs> Oh, we love you, Nick. That's just how Brett says he loves you, yeah. He's I had to deal go, with that for many years. He's going to go, Nick's going to go start his own podcast with the Apple Store guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he won't because that guy didn't like Princess Bride. Yeah. It could just be me and him fighting. Actually, <laughs> Ash, I'd listen to that. Isn't Ash that? had a, an idea once upon a time for a podcast where it's just the two of us fighting about movies. 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> Can't remember the premise. That's pretty much what this is. It is. That's true. Well, we agree half the time. But what I was going to say is, I think you could probably describe the the group of us as Star Wars and video game fans. Oh yeah. Yes. And yes, that that I is approve. true today of the Star Wars we have today and the video games we have today. But I think Last Starfighter in 1984 was a movie that was made specifically targeting fans of Star Wars and video games. And at that time, Star Wars meant something a little different and video games meant something a lot different. Um, So I think we'll have some interesting things to talk about, about how Star Wars and video games affected this movie and how the state of video games were at that time. So I think that'll be an, an interesting variable here. So for context, cool. is this like, this is NES era, right? Oh, no. Oh. This would be before NES. I don't remember when NES came out. but 89? Think, so this is Atari? Think, right. No, think, think arcade like cabinets. Kong. This is yeah. oh. a Galaga centipede era. Yeah. Although, a Galaga centipede? Actually, yes. Galaga. Galaga. <laughs> um, Just come to think of it, image, Cloak and Dagger... Said. Cloak and Dagger, which I mentioned before, came out on the same day. And I remember Cloak and Dagger being a lot about one of the first Atari consoles. So I guess it was still a arcade cabinet transition in time to home consoles, but pre-NES. So what are you expecting, Bryce? Well, first off, this was one of my favorite games on the N64. Um, I always really liked playing as the fox and the the frog. You know, it was a lot of fun doing barrel rolls and all that. Um, so when I found out they made a movie of it, I mean, of course I was going to love it. So, yeah, I just hope it holds up to the game. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to rewatch The Last Starfighter from 1984. Uh, it's definitely available on your typical rental services, Google Play and uh, iTunes. Um, I was not able to check and see if it was on Netflix uh, do any of you know if it's on Netflix? I have no idea. I don't know. I can check. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, our, our listeners can check. Uh, we're going to check it out through, uh, I'm running uh, the iTunes rental service, but it's out there. It's available. So we're going to rewatch <laughs> Last Starfighter, and we'll be back in just a minute. Yeah, that was definitely Star Tours the movie. So we just rewatched The Last Starfighter, and I think we should immediately address the elephant in the room. This movie stole a lot from Galaxy Quest. I mean, they, they had the, the woman with male pattern baldness who oh my I expected God. to say, you are our only hope. I was going to say, the day that male pattern baldness becomes a female hairstyle, like, I swear to God, I swear. So bad. So I want to jump straight into uh, the ethical, m- moral stuff here. Um Okay. Are we sure that the Starfighters were the good guys? No. Well, I mean, any day there's a guy with, like, his own fucking, like, magical scepter. wand scepter, like, 
I don't know. I, I'm gonna- see. I want, but I want to say the guy with the magical wand scepter was a defector from the evil base, apparently. And he showed up and was still evil because that's their culture. <laughs> and the other guys were like, we need you to fucking point us to the exhaust port on this fucking Death Star. And, and that's why they were like letting him live and shit. You know, well, I will say that if that's the hairstyle you're rocking, you better be evil. Well, okay. Brett, let, let's, let's take the thing that you're saying and set it just to the side for a moment. And let's say we don't know who's really the good guy and really the bad guy. We really don't know the politics here. We just know that they scooped up this one guy, put him in a starfighter, and said, kill. And That's he says, true. just like, right. fuck yeah, I'm going to kill everyone. No, he like, wasn't. I, I will say I did appreciate the fact that, that he was very much the reluctant hero. He took I mean, sure, they had, yeah. they had to prod him into becoming a serial killer, but like <laughs> a serial killer he did become. <laughs> so did Luke Skywalker. He was never really interested in the politics of the thing. Like Luke saw firsthand some evil shit. Yeah, like there was no question that the Empire was well, bad. But like this guy didn't fucking ask one question. I will say that I think the... The, I'm, and I am not saying that it is anywhere as good as it was in Star Wars, but I think the moment <laughs> of him seeing evil shit was supposed to be the moment that that dude who drove him in the DeLorean got like the murdered. kidnapper centurion. Yeah. The time when yeah. the kidnapper got shot. Yeah, yeah, but there was also that mutant guy trying to kill him and his life model decoy thing. Right, so he yeah. did see evil shit happen. Is my point. Yeah, I mean, if, we're, com- if we're comparing like this against Star Wars, let's not. They, it, <laughs> it's they just had, not comparable. It, the 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 quote unquote bad guys of this film were the one race fighting against what appeared to be an evil galactic empire with far superior technology and like the ability to create fucking humanoid uh, beta robots that could just take your place on a planet when they kidnap you. Like that's some fucked up shit. Yeah, but it wasn't really that great of a replication. I mean, physically, <laughs> physically, yes. <laughs> Mentally, no. <laughs> what would you do if you were me right now? I'd laugh. <laughs> yeah, right. Perfect, nailed it. Can I just before we get too far down this rabbit hole, I want to know the movie poster that you saw because. Here's the thing. The IMDb mo- movie poster I saw looked terrible, but the, the movie one- poster on iTunes yeah. looked amazing. Yeah, the yeah. poster on iTunes looks really good. That's what I saw. The one on Google Play looks awesome. Well, the actual movie poster for the film that was released I- in the 80s is not awesome. <laughs> Look it up. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I- no, we saw... Uh, let me let me bust this guy open here. Oh, that one. What? Yeah, no, that is the cool new poster that no. they made. That is that's, not the real poster for the film. That's, that's not original. No, that's oh, it's not as actually, cool as our poster. Yeah, that's not even as cool as the one that's on Google Play. Uh, well, go to IMDb. It's, it's the same layout, kind of. Look at the yeah, IMDb go, go poster and your tell history. me this movie looked good. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's worse than the one that we saw yeah. on Google. I was like, Ooh. are you sure <laughs> when you said that this poster was amazing? Fucking lizard man. Also, I just want to point out, because I I actually, the first 
third of this film, I was like really, really digging. And I was like, man, I like this movie. I'm really into it. This is some good writing. So I looked up the writer, Brett, and the writer of this film is the same writer of the movie Theodore Rex, which is a movie that you sent me a trailer for, which is a movie about Whoopi Goldberg and a T-Rex. Oh, yeah. We saw that trailer. Being buddy cops. Oh, I want to see that movie so bad. It is the same writer. It's funny about this this movie. I feel like it had a really pretty good premise. Yeah, but I the do actual too. the dialogue was so stupid. Like the it, whole oh. on the bridge scene, uh, the the super super heavy fucking. Uh, 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 exposition like what are you doing here son yeah i am c- back to tell you i'm going to kill all of you because we are in an intergalactic war between <laughs> our two races father yeah and it's like, yeah yeah no shit <laughs> but the first was- like the first third of the movie though like the like um the the establishing the ordinary world for alex like actually had some great dialogue like that that first third of the movie was actually pretty good like the mom the scene with the mom where she's like i got your mail about the loan and i'm so sorry and there's no exposition about the loan for school you know like they don't say that it's Mm. it's just enough dialogue for us to understand what's going on and it was really good and i was like impressed and then it's like they had another writer come in for the rest of the movie and it's well, so I think bad that's also it's made worse by the fact that they they just like come up with with spacey alien type names it's like the guy's name is centauri really like yeah. zor kodan like these are just the like people who have no interest or knowledge of science fiction just trying to come up with something that sounds like aliens <laughs> I feel like, like it was a lot said of interstellar when he was excited. Oh my God. You guys <laughs> remember that hot ridiculous. second when saying interstellar was like popular in the nineties or two thousand? No, two thousand. Not no. at all. Oh, that was, there was a, a thing. There was a hot second where it was popular. So I totally feel like this borrowed a lot from Dr. Who actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking like Centauri. Centauri. I'm I pretty sure was thing. based off of the original doctor. Yeah. He totally um, reminded me of that too. And I'm not sure if the lizard people that are in the new season of doctor who were in the original, but it's pretty remarkable the how like, people? yeah, yeah, how they looked really similar. And it, there were those characters that almost looked like the Ood and, <laughs> Centauri yeah. is very similar to Centaurian, and I'm pretty sure that the Centaurians were in the original Doctor Who series. Oh, the Centaurans. Centaurans, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. That, like, that makeup job on that turtle head lizard guy was really, really rough. A lot was it was really any rough. better in Doctor Who? <laughs> I don't well, so. I guess the original <laughs> Doctor Who was pretty uh, rough. And what was up with that lizard guy? <laughs> was he like played by the guy who played the cowardly lion, or oh. or like uh, the fucking snivelly dog from Dudley Do Right? <laughs> no, but I looked him up because he sounded really familiar. He's the old man in RoboCop, the guy who's like the CEO of the company, and they just called him the old man. He's been in some stuff. He's pretty recognizable. 
But yeah, not in this movie. He yeah. did have a very ridiculous giggle in this movie. And it, it never landed. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny. I guess you guys have not seen Enemy Mine, I think we've talked about. And a lot in this movie seems like a really low-budget ripoff of Enemy Mine, it, including <laughs> and especially the makeup for that dude. Like, that yeah. really looks like it's ripped off from Enemy Mine. Are you saying Mine? Or mind. Enemy uh, mime? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that would be an amazing movie. Yeah, I heard enemy mine, and I was like, cool, I'm down. Mine, like like you tripped like over a mine and it exploded. That's enemy mine. Can you imagine opening your uh, door and there's just a French mine? <laughs> <laughs> With My like a knife. Enemy. <laughs> it's going to kill you. And just before Uh, you die, you scream, you're supposed to be pantomiming the knife. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he is, and that's how he takes you by surprise, but he still kills you. Also, I really like Zoidberg's cameo in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the the octopus guy? Yeah. (laughs) You're here to save the universe, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Too good. Too good. Or the uh, Dragon Ball Z eye scanners were pretty great, too. What do we do now if we die? It's over 9,000. 900,000. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I mean, there's two really big topics to go through here. So I kind of want to get into the video game aspect of this. And I love these these early era video game movies where clearly the people who made the movies don't quite get video games. And I love that everybody in this town was so excited that he was going to break the oh my record God, right? on an arcade yeah. game. Like, I wish there was a group of people cheering me when I beat a high score. <laughs> Nowadays, like people don't give a fuck. It's like, oh, you, you got a little badge for doing a thing. Great. Nobody I, cares. I don't think people gave a fuck in 1984. It's just <laughs> the people who made the movie didn't understand that. Yeah, yeah, that seemed like, like a really, really intense misunderstanding of how video games work. <laughs> yeah. Like there was this one, one little line when people are cheering. Somebody's like, "I knew that boy is gonna be going places." Yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like he beats the high score, and all of his friends are like, "We always knew you'd leave this place." And I'm like, every person I know who's so good at video games that they beat high scores. Like, still live with their parents and don't yeah, do that's anything That's a reason productive. why they're not going places. <laughs> yeah. Also, can I point I think- out that a, a game with a high score usually doesn't have a finite ending? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Like, these arcade cabinet games are generally infinite. Like, you don't beat them and end the story. Yeah. Well, I love how the mom had the only real reaction where he was like, yes. I beat the high score. And she's like, that's nice. Your loan got denied. Have a good evening. <laughs> that, was, that was in my notes. I was going to say that exact same. Like she had the only reasonable reaction yeah. to the news of I beat the high score on this video game. It's, it's because he was applying to go to video game high school. Yes. Uh. We actually thought that. I was in the middle of the movie. I told Brad, I'm like, you know, this premise is pretty good. I... Like, a remake would be pretty awesome. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's almost video game high school. That's like, true. the kid in yeah. the shitty house is really good at video games and accidentally falls into a more awesome life. But then there's no war, so, you know. And I, I love... See, again, like, that brings me back to, like, 
I loved the beginning and the whole premise and setup. I loved the choice, the character choice that he lives in a trailer park. Like even today, mm. how often do you see that? You don't, you know? You mean in what? a movie? Yeah, in a movie. Like you don't, yeah. well, yeah, I know what happens in real life. <laughs> like in the <laughs> movie, you know, you don't see that character choice very often. Yeah. And, and I thought that was really interesting and unique. And, you know, the kid is as... As a poor kid myself, I can relate like, oh, fuck, your loans got denied. Like, you're screwed. Um, And I just thought it was really interesting. And I I thought the character building of like, this kid's life sucks was really great. And then as soon as we got into space, it was like I was watching bad episodes of Reboot or something. Exactly. (laughs) I said that out loud. I was like, this is like fucking Reboot. It really was. (laughs) It's it's like I said when we saw Hook. It's like uh, this would be a really good movie if they just cut out that little part in the middle where yeah. he went to space and was a starfighter. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to see like the the opposite of this movie where like he leaves to space, but we don't follow him, and then just like watch the the jokey antics of his fucking his clone self yeah. for like a week until yeah. he, until the other dude comes back. Uh, oh, and also I did want to remark. Uh, the the whole language tech in this, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but that's real now. How crazy is that? There is actually a device called the Pilot, which has been kickstarted, that you can put mm. in your ear as a little thing that will translate languages for you. So someone did you be- watch that Kickstarter video though? It seems like there's quite a delay. Like it's not the magical babble fish that they make it out to be. But it's still real. Like you can, someone can talk to you in French, and you can hear it translated in English. Like yeah. I've seen the the phone app version of that for uh, Mandarin. Uh, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah, I feel like we're dancing on the edge of very cool stuff. So watching this th- movie, uh, and we and we've kind of we kind of hit on this a little bit. Um, but it was it was almost a very good movie. Yeah, and I feel like I say this a lot. <laughs> uh, it really was, though. Their insistence on like taking the serious moments and then turning it into a fucking yuck a minute shit fest. Uh, like it, none of the jokes landed, and it, it, every single one of them ruined uh, an almost cool serious moment. Are you, you know? referring to all the life model decoy stuff or the the life model decoy stuff there uh everything they did on the bridge uh th- mm. the uh uh the t- turning him into a serial killer uh trip into the fucking asteroid worm uh there's some uh, Well that was straight out of Star Wars. Yeah. It, it, exactly. And, but like but the conversation they had was like almost serious. He's like, "Hey, maybe you could be a starfighter." And I can't even remember what the fucking punchline was cuz it was too bad. Uh but like he was making a joke out of it. And it was just like, "No, you're like trying to talk this guy into becoming like a the fucking soldier. Like don't you know, don't make a joke of it." See, I liked the decoy stuff. I thought it was pretty funny. Personally, I liked that really? stuff. I laughed out loud uh, at the at the whole "what would you do if you're me" laughing part, I thought that was pretty funny. That was that was kind of funny, <laughs> but it was the <laughs> it didn't work so much for me. But uh, I, yeah, I see, and I think the part of the problem was they within you know the first third of the film they killed the scope 
And so they like immediately, they had these sets that like honestly were not bad. I mean, sure, they're not on par with Star Wars, but they were like still pretty good. And I, I just kept being like, why did you even do CG? Like these sets that you've built are so much better and the costuming and everything. And the problem was they they started to build this really cool world and then they instantly like killed everyone in the base and killed that whole world building that they had spent the first third of the film building and suddenly right, it became they very... To, they needed to get to this place where all of the starfighters were dead. Well, I... I mean, they, did they? They needed to exactly clone the plot of Star Wars is what they needed to do. And, and they were trying. They were like, oh, yeah. And then remember, he didn't well, want to become a soldier. And then the, those guys came and blew up his friends and family. And then he was like, oh, shit. All right, I'll become a Jedi. We need that in this movie. And so they blew up the base the second he left. Yeah, and but that, they like. They thought that was going to give you the same emotional beat. And it didn't. But the base doesn't blow up right away in Star Wars in the first third of the film. In fact, like... No, they blow up no, Leia's it, the planet. Ba- no, the... the Well, th- no, the base in Star Wars was uh, 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 Uncle Uncle Ben. Un- no, Uncle, Uncle Owen. Owen. Sorry. Oh, Uncle Owen. Yeah. That's not... <laughs> Star Wars and Spider-Man's. Yeah. That's not them. See, the difference is, like, this was them blowing up the whole rebel resistance. Like they they destroyed the whole rebel resistance. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. plot wise, it was different, but they were hoping for the same emotional beat because the result of that was the guy decided to join the rebels. Right, but yeah. my point is is that what happened was by doing that, they dramatically reduced the scope of the film. So suddenly, you only have two characters who are carrying out the whole rest of the two thirds of the movie, as opposed to Star Wars. You have like you you've built this world and they still keep that world so that in the climax when that world is in jeopardy you really care about it as opposed to oh, yeah, here totally you yeah know, we are we are in agreement because the that's the, the whole point is that yeah. it worked in star wars because this movie yeah. sucked because they, they, <laughs> they wrote it to have right, emotional ties the scope really drastically shrank there and it yeah. maybe that made it a little less enjoyable but but that was the story they had to tell and and maybe it would have been more enjoyable if you spe- if you like felt a real desperation of of these remaining starfighters, you know. See, I don't think yeah. that that is the story that they had to tell at all. Like, I I don't think that there was only one answer to getting him to agree to be a starfighter, and I think but, the least likely answer to getting him to agree to be a starfighter is blowing up a bunch of people he just fucking met that he doesn't <laughs> care blowing about. Up the starfighters. Yeah, like that's yeah. no. <laughs> Everybody who's ever been a starfighter ever is now dead. You want to be a starfighter? Yeah, like what? I mean, Why would that convince you? No. I, you, you make a, a, a reasonable point, but then again, we are talking about a movie called The Last Starfighter. You know, you, you might be talking about a different story. Yeah, but The Last Samurai wasn't The Last Samurai until like minutes from the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. And that was still, it still worked. You know, or it could be like Return of the Jedi, where there aren't any at all, and they finally found him. There you go. Yeah, like there's. I don't think that this was the only option that they could have written. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, I think what we're we're all (laughs) saying here is we wish this was Star Wars. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I think Uh, it had potential. 
You know, they had all the they had all the pieces there because they even established like, oh, the enemy dudes are coming to Earth to kill people, and I was totally expecting them to pull another Star Wars ripoff and like kill his family or something, and yeah. like make it a serious thing. And then he returns to Earth and literally has the Uncle Owen moment, like, oh no, everyone, everybody's bodies are burnt at the trailer park, and then like <laughs> they go back into space. But they also clearly had this movie set up. To be followed by multiple Oh my sequels. gosh, I know. Like, at the totally end, agree. it was so clear, like, oh yeah, we've got a winner here, and we're gonna make lots more movies. That's true. <laughs> like, I don't think so, guys. Like, even the, yep. the main bad guy is out there somewhere and could return. You know? Totally. Our hero goes back to join you the You know, I really and, wish there was more of that guy yeah. in the movie, to be honest. The evil guy? Did, yeah, he was- Okay, did- More interesting- did, did you really, really want him to be Will Ferrell's character from oh Zoolander so bad? Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to. I wanted him to really, be that guy so bad. I want to see a side-by-side of that. Oh. That's got to be pretty. So great. Oh, yeah. man. He was at so, least interesting, you know? Was he? He, he was just cliched, angry, power-hungry bad guy. Totally. I guess, but I don't know. But, com- but everyone else compared- in the movie was cliche, so yeah. <laughs> was compared- he power hungry? I don't know what he was doing. Compared to how like flat everybody else's characters were, he actually exactly. you're right. Actually, was interesting because he was just like ridiculous. Yeah, he was. He yeah. I'm the one that tells you when to fire. All right, fire. Like fire. I want more of that. <laughs> like at least that's funny. You know, at least it's interesting. Yeah, but that's unintentional funny. And I wish that they had played up these uh, these other people who are like, God, how much longer do we have to deal with this asshole, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that could have been like, really interesting. I like when that one guy is annoyed, like this little red thing flips over and covers his eye. Yeah. You mean his Dragon Ball Z scanner? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, he totally looked like the uh, the rebel flight people from Star Wars with their orange mm. and everything. Mm. Yeah, I mean the the costuming was pretty impressive in my opinion for except for the humans. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm fascinated by how much uh respect you're giving this movie. I expected yeah. you to just take a dump all over this. I the, did too. The, the I costumes honestly... in this movie, fucking Squidward and and whatever. Yeah. Like that was better than the costumes in Star Wars for the aliens. Yeah, I mean, and it was pretty... It, I mean, they had some good shit there. Like, the whole command me. deck and everything. And I, like, appreciate... Like, even though I hated the male pattern baldness, like, I appreciated the fact that they chose an aesthetic that was unique and went with it, you know? I was, huh. like, totally into the world that they were building. And then they just, like, bl- literally blew it up. And it was gone. See, I that was, and I'm almost there with you, but I think it's one of the, the telling signs of, like, they didn't know what to focus on uh, because they're, you know, you have aliens, but there's no reason to have an almost human. Like, the all of the big forehead baldness shit oh. was, like, it, it was it was goofy looking. And, like, it, even when they were trying to be serious, I was like, but you look funny. And... <laughs> <laughs> You know, do you think uh, that and it's like it they was, didn't know where to focus? Do you think it was like, do you think that the decision, it almost seems like the decision was 
some producer was like, oh, we can do this shit all in CG. Let's do this shit in CG. And so, like, the 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 last two-thirds of the movie, they were like, we're just going to do CG. And so they literally blew up the sets so that they had an excuse <laughs> to do all CG. I think it was a, they wanted a hook, you know? Like, yeah. Like a, a pull from the audience. Like, this has never been done before. And yeah, we're ripping off Star Wars, but we're different because we're using CG. Look it. <laughs> All right, so, so let's get into this because this is, I think, a big defining part of this movie is... Okay, this is the first movie to do with CG imagery. And it's funny, like, watching this, I feel like anybody I know who does any work in in CG animation could whip this up over a weekend. Well, there's no no surfacing. Yeah, I think my computer screensaver is already... It This whole movie looked like the animatic that they do as they're working through the process of making the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The layout process. Totally. When everything's low poly, it hasn't been like surfaced and it's not like fully, you know, (laughs) this slow ins and slow outs are slow outs aren't in there. It's just like robotic, like just moving along all weird. It's like your wireframe render. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have to wonder if like, what would the experience have been in 1984? Was that, wow, that's realistic? Was it, wow, I've never seen that before? This is cool? Like, I just, I can't imagine anybody watching that and not being t- just taken right out of the story. By I know, right? That yeah. Because, like, there was literally a scene where the, I'm just calling it the DeLorean, because that's what it is. The yeah, DeLorean is I'm flying through space and it's CG. And then... And then we cut to the actual real set and the real actual DeLorean driving. And I was like, this looks a million times better. Why yeah. did they do the CG? It's or when so they cut obvious. Between an external of the ship to the internal of the actor in the ship. And it's like these two visuals do not exist in the same world. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was even like cutting from a CG of the ship to an actual of the ship. And it was yeah. like, uh, no. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it had to have looked bad at the time. Like, there's no way that it didn't. I like how they dumbed down the graphics in the actual arcade game, too, just so that their graphics would look better. Did anyone else notice that? I thought the graphics in the game looked pretty cool, actually. Yeah, for a 1984 arcade cabinet, I think that was actually unusually good graphics. That was unusually good graphics for, like, a 90s arcade cabinet. Like, (laughs) that was was pretty cool. Really? They had, like, four sides. The polygons were so... (laughs) But compare it to like Galaga or Centipede, like I don't know those, which are two D technically on your uh, arcade Uh, game, Ash, like Pac Man. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of what arcade games were for a long time was two dimensional. Uh, Even even what you might draw as the parallel to the Starfighter video game there would have been like asteroids, which was two dimensional. But just just because you can three D doesn't mean you should <laughs> yes. no but it was much cooler than it should have been <laughs> the lighting on those models was yeah. so bad oh no there is a reason why people did like miniatures and it's because they looked fucking awesome 
and you could light them like a real yeah, thing, which yeah. you couldn't do in CG. And you yeah. could texture and put all these details in. And <laughs> cats hate CG. Yeah, it is. It is amazing how CG is supposed to be this step forward, but this doesn't even come close to what Star Wars accomplished. No, totally. No. So how how do you how do you convince producers to to make this movie? It's more like how did CG become such a thing after yeah. this movie? <laughs> yeah, how did they not just flush that right down the toilet? Toy Story. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly there were steps that built up. Yeah, I mean Jurassic Park too, right? Like it took a lot of convincing to convince Spielberg to do CG, but once he saw it, he was like, "Oh shit." So I mean, yeah, and that's I mean, also Jurassic nine Park years as well, not Jurassic Park the second one. <laughs> Just to clarify, that <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about. We know what no. you mean. They really had to convince Spielberg to use CG on the second like, Jurassic Park look, movie. Look, guys, I already did this shit. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, at least in that in that movie, they're artistic about it. You know, yeah, they they, they, they were aware well. of the. Yeah, and they, they modeled it after. Um, f- fucking uh, actual not it was not claymation but uh, animatronics and they they had they had Phil Tippett do the animations and then they modeled the 3D after what yeah. reality looked like mm-hmm. and they they were really conscious of the limitations of the 3D at the time whereas this movie it was like fuck it do we'll it do all. everything yeah yeah they also uh, you know threw some lights and uh, you know a little bit of shading and shadows in there on a Jurassic Park yeah. which we kind of little, little skipped over on this one. Some texture, yeah. yeah. Some extra yeah, polygons. The, text- the textures are big. Maybe you would yeah. like more than four points on your polygon. But then again, it was a decade later, pretty much, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think nine a, years a little bit more between this and Jurassic Park. Don't don't, yeah. don't use Moore's law to justify this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just amazing that anybody proceeded with. CG filmmaking after this. Yeah. I just I can't see anybody seeing this and saying, yes, that's the direction we should go. I wonder I, I, how was it received? Do you know, Nick? Was it I do not know. Yeah. I, I went around to, tomatoes this. <laughs> you know, there, there was order. another thing that I noticed in the credits that really kind of struck me. The the line that says, read the book from blah 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 publisher. So, like, there's a novelization of this movie. Ooh. Like, I can't imagine a bigger waste of time than sitting down and reading the book of this movie. Do you think um, the bad guys in the book are also lined up in a perfectly straight line like they would be in an arcade game? <laughs> like, that's I how they so. wrote it? Yeah. Lined up in a straight line. The evil <laughs> guys approach. I know what you're thinking. It's not just kind of a straight line. It's perfectly straight, like pixel perfect, <laughs> like they were lined up in a computer or something. Yeah, like how do you write prose to describe textureless computer animation? <laughs> the ship had sides, but somehow not shadows. <laughs> <laughs> the it metal was three-dimensional, was smooth, but really smoother than any material available on Earth. <laughs> but bent into strange polygon shapes. Also, what is with the 80s and Rube Goldberg machines? 
because yeah, I missed one. I yeah, didn't, what? what? It was in the yeah. very beginning, the very, very, very beginning when it's the like very, very beginning. The alarm clock goes off, and then that like spurs a bunch of things that go off at that one dude's house who ends up not even being a fucking main character, and like his. <laughs> It's like <laughs> Rube Goldberg machine goes off and like his shutters open and his wind chimes up and yeah. all sorts of shit. And he's like, it's a beautiful day. I'm here for no reason. Like, That's see, interesting. I, so Goonies has that. Back to the Future has that. Pee Wee's Big Adventure has that. It seems to be a theme in the 80s. Honey, I well, Shrunk the Kids. it's a way kids. of starting yeah. the movie. It's, it's weird because it's. It's a fun way to start a movie in the middle of like one of my least favorite ways to start a movie, which is the alarm clock rings and <laughs> like someone wakes up. Yeah. That's like the, the most cop out ending of or the beginning of all time. Yeah. They also played Ex- on the uh, classic trope of the wise old black man. I think they tried to, but like he had one line and like it wasn't really relevant. No. And like yeah. it, he said it again at the end for some reason, but like <laughs> they, they they forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we need some diversity. Oh, Are you still in this no. movie? Like he said it again and I'm like, where did I hear that before? Oh, yeah. That this was movie. from earlier. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. So what what are our final thoughts on this thing? Uh, Sam, what, what did you think coming out of The Last Starfighter? I didn't really care for it i was <laughs> i was pretty bored through pretty much the whole thing and yeah sorry ash i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i mean, i got where they were coming from but i think it was a, a big miss oh i i, I enjoyed get- like i said i enjoyed the first third of the movie the the last two thirds were not great I totally I had a, agree. I had a hard time with the first third. But you said you liked the premise too. Yeah, you I know. thought I said that was one other thing I said is I got what they were going for, but I think it was a, a miss, a big so miss. You think there was an unfulfilled <laughs> potential, like it was a good yes. idea. Yeah, exactly. But just like executed by people who don't know storytelling at all. So, or yeah, graphics, mean, apparently. <laughs> I think before we started, I said that I remembered really liking this. And I think the, the Wait, fond were, memories... were you wrong again? Did well, you make, I think, make a prediction that was wrong, Nick? <laughs> I think <laughs> the fond the girl memories that, lost the that I had of this are are built around that that tone and that feeling and that visual of that arcade cabinet in the darkness that... that starts calling to him and like you know you've proven yourself as this skilled player so now you're gonna get pulled into this bigger world oh nick was this your dreams (laughs) and so the the actual real uh the 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 stark realism of the actual application of him being pulled into that world fell really flat yeah i I don't think they were ready to make this film like they they thought that they were ready and they were (laughs) totally yeah but yeah listeners uh we we record this podcast over hangouts and we can usually see each other's faces and nick has turned his face off (laughs) uh, because he's crying and i can only imagine it's because he's crying (laughs) crying manly tears (laughs) so sad okay yeah, it's I okay, mean, Nick. it was like like so many movies. It was something that I remembered being good, but this time around was quite 
boring. Like your childhood? Yeah. Oh, burn. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't relived my childhood in my adulthood, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> sorry. I apologize. So, this, is, this is probably the wrong movie for me to be talking about battleshipping. Uh, ha- however. Oh, no. Uh, and this goes with my general dislike sorry, of the whole you, movie. Are you going to tell us that the... The technology and science in this film didn't stand up because no fucking no. duh. <laughs> the thing, that's not how battleshipping works. Battleshipping yes, is. is when they take things that that we know how it works and then fucking change the rules in a stupid ass way. And so space alien technology, they got a car that can fly into space. I they know got they arcade should have been going like eighty eight miles per hour. A trans- I know. Transmitter. I hear I hear that's all fine. <laughs> the thing, the thing that broke the universe in this movie is uh, their fucking Death Blossom uh, hyper G-force like blender that they should have just been like bloody chunks of the starfighter yeah. and his lizard friend in this thing at the end of the movie because they're just like, press the button, and then it just starts spinning. Like, oh my God, that was the best part of the yeah. movie. How, I was how is laughing. A useful weapon. <laughs> It's not. It's a weapon of last resort because it kills the user. Yeah, and, <laughs> and if you're lucky, it might hit some of the enemies. Like it was clearly just spinning around and firing randomly. Yeah, and so were, so was their their star base defense. They're like f- fire the deflector beams, and it was like thousands of lasers firing, not at the stuff coming at them, and Although, that's why I'll, they got blown up. I'll tell you what I did like about that is the idea that the weapon they used to attack that base was catapulting asteroids which when you come down to it is probably a more realistic weapon if you were fighting enemies in space is somehow harnessing the the stuff that is floating around if you remember that's how the uh the clindathu in um um starship troopers that was their main weapon is, and is, it's pretty cool because, like, th- theoretically, like, that would be harder to track because there's no heat signature or anything because it's just a fucking rock. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, there's, like, a little little bits of cool and then and then they, then that thing at the end. I guess so. you yeah. could also make the argument that it's hilarious that, that that obvious spy in the ship, like, blew up just like a monitor and they're like, oh, no. We're, <laughs> yeah, like, we're where did that... Well, like that, that looked like it was going to pay off in a different way, and yeah. then everyone died. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, my review of this movie is, it sucked. Um, <laughs> don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I would say to people wondering if they should. Uh, just don't. Uh, there's There are worse movies. Uh, but and we've seen them. Either. Worse movies would be more fun to watch than this movie. Wow. How does this compare to Legend in your mind? It's actually it's better than Legend. It's a what? lot better than I Legend. I disagree. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Tim fucking Curry. No, yes. Tim Curry did not save that movie. Yeah. he wasn't in it enough. He. I in would fact, rather watch Legend three times than watch this one more time. You know, I thought that, that is some fighting words. <laughs> I thought our lead actor in this movie was very very good, and I'm actually disappointed I never saw him anything after that. Yeah, he was all right. He wasn't bad. Yeah. His clone was a little better, but <laughs> it was literally the same person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I enjoyed the first 
one third of the movie. And I was like really surprised, pleasantly surprised. There were several times where I turned to Bryce and I was like, I'm really liking this. I'm really enjoying this. Wow. I'm like, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's because there's been such a low bar set in my mind with, uh, batteries not included. So I was like pleasantly surprised by this, but then it just like, it felt like it, it like took this shift the CG shift, and then it felt like some shitty screenwriter started taking over and just writing on-the-nose dialogue, and it was just like, no, what are you... No! Everything good about this movie, you destroyed! We lost it. Yeah, I, I was excited, and then and then I realized why I'd never heard of the film. What did you think, Bryce? We've definitely watched a lot worse things on this podcast. Uh, there's definitely some 80s nostalgia going on. Uh, not doesn't hold up to a modern movie, but I'm just going to stick with. We've definitely watched much worse things. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a judicious way of phrasing yeah, it, yeah. as if the filmmakers are listening. I- we need to get like a like a leaderboard going on shit. Uh, what's the shittiest movies we've watched? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I have to say. Legend. I have to say. This and Legend, are you serious? You thought Batteries Not Included was better than this? My God. I I yeah, really yeah. Did. Really? I agree. Batteries Not Included was painful. So mm. boring and painful. At least there were charming characters. Disagree. Yeah. Strongly disagree. <laughs> <laughs> there were no charming characters in that film. There were characters that Nick could relate with, though, those little robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I thought he felt a kinship with the uh, the arcade box this time around, but no, no. Just Nick, you're just an arcade box. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that metaphor. Anyway, at least uh, I'm fun to play with. uh, (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, completes our first year of Let's Rewatch the podcast. Woo! I thought we already we've been releasing for a full year. Yeah, oh, like, this is going to be our our year episode. Oh, I see. Yeah, Happy birthday to us! So we've made it one solid year. Um, I want to say releasing every two weeks, but I think here towards the, the as we get into this season, as we're releasing some stuff, we may or may not hit the every two week mark. We're so close. July and August. And of course we have we have no plans of stopping. Let's see how much farther we can take this. We we've got lots of plans, lots of exciting movies coming up on the horizon. You you got a little tune to sing for us, Ash? I I started and then I realized I didn't know the rest of the song. What is that song? (laughs) Won't stop. Can't stop till won't stop the beat. Yeah, there you go. That one. Well done. But uh, if, if you'd like us to stop, you can tweet at us. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a huge list of movies that we still want to cover, but we're definitely going to welcome more suggestions. You know, Ash was saying the other day that one thing we might start doing is uh, taking four or five movies from our list, put them up on Twitter, and, and have people kind of choose from those four or five that we selected at any given time. Yeah, that'd be fun. So I want to get more, you know, kind of community involvement in choosing which movies, whether it's helping us pick from our list or giving us more suggestions. 
um, yeah, we want to we want to make this more of a community experience and have people watch movies with us. Yeah, and you yeah, know, totally. You know, I, there's even actually I I never plug this on here, but we actually have a Patreon page. I don't know if I told you guys about this, but we have a Patreon page where um, and it's uh, I think it's patreon.com slash last dash TV because this podcast is part of the last dash TV network. And if you go there um, and donate one, I believe a couple of the donate options are like you can suggest a movie. There's one option where you can even if you live in the L.A. area, you can eat dinner with us. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys about that yet. But anyway, <laughs> this is news to us. Surprise! It'll be fun. And then another one is um, if you do, we have to be in the country for that. Yeah, <laughs> if you donate enough, and I think it's like two hundred dollars a month or something ridiculous, outlandish. Yes, do that. If you can do that, you can be on the podcast for an episode. But you have to donate to our Patreon for two hundred dollars and up. So. <laughs> Go to our Patreon yeah. page and donate. We have we have lesser things. In too. case this show isn't enough for your uh, consumer appetites, we have uh, a YouTube channel that's Laugh Stash TV filled with uh, a drinking show that me and Ash do called Let's Drink. In case you uh, want more of this, funny. more of this train wreck. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much a Let's Drink, but uh, we don't tell people. Uh, and then there's. A cooking show. There's video game parodies. Yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff, and uh, that's YouTube uh, channel Laugh Stash TV. Please subscribe, and uh, like Brett said, you can always give us feedback on Twitter. You can tweet at us at this podcast directly at Let's Rewatch. You can send us movie suggestions, just like Tack did for this movie, um, or give us feedback, or tell us how wrong we are and how you disagree. Uh, we love hearing from you guys all the time. I appreciate seeing everybody tweeting at us. Um, and you can also tweet and follow Let's, uh, not Let's, sorry. I just had a brain aneurysm. Um, you can follow Laugh TV on Twitter as well. And if you like the podcast, please go ahead and give us a positive review on either iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or a comment on Lipson. Unless you're that um, Apple Store guy, uh, then don't. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, <laughs> Apple Store guy. <laughs> I would assume he would enjoy this podcast. Okay, yeah. well, if you enjoy it, Apple Store guy, then we appreciate your feedback. If not, then... Yes. <laughs> don't you you, Move along, you should along. watch the princess bride one more time apple store guy and we'll have see. an open heart yeah we'll give you the benefit of the doubt even though you're wrong but we'll we'll see so if you're not already subscribed make sure you subscribe to the show and recommend it to your friends make sure your friends subscribe we'll be doing this uh, again in another two weeks and we're going to keep doing this every other friday as long as we can yeah thanks for listening uh next time we'll be watching S Sylvester Stallone's Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Wow. <laughs> that, that actually is what I kind of like to do. Uh